Hello, everyone, and welcome to TSB Talks Education. I am joined today with Steve Verhoff. He is principal at Tippecanoe High School, Tip City Schools, in the great state of Ohio. Hello, Steve, and thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Tyler. Glad to be here with you. Steve, uh, I was reaching out to you because your school is one of the one of the growing number of schools that have been removing the valedictorian from the high school life a little bit as far as graduation and all that. And uh, there are people on both sides. Some say it's good. Some say it's not so good. But I wanted to hear straight from your in your own words why that was the right move for for your school. Yeah. So this is something that we spent. Um, pretty much a year studying. And what we found is that over 60% of the high schools in the United States are no longer ranking students um, numerically based on their GPA. And they were not awarding a, a valedictorian and salutatorian as a result. Um, so as we started to dig a little bit deeper, uh, we found that even colleges and universities are not using class rank as one of their metrics to uh, the admissions process. Okay. And really what kind of started this whole thing is that we were finding that students were um, conflicted when it came time to schedule. You know, band is not a weighted class. Art is not a weighted class in terms of GPA. And so we had students who were giving up things like band, choir, art, um, things that they were passionate about because they had to take that AP class or that College Credit Plus class um, to get that extra weight on their grade and stay in competition for valedictorian and salutatorian. And so, you know, again, what we were finding was that kids were bypassing their passions, bypassing things that they, um, you know, had always had an interest in because they were in this race for valedictorian and salutatorian. And so, what we decided was we didn't want kids to be making those kind of decisions. We still wanted to encourage our kids to take those highest cl classes in terms of AP and college credit plus. Um, so we still incentivize them with a weighted grade, but we removed that pressure, that stress of that um, valedictorian or salutatorian race. Now you said it, you did about a year of research and looking into stuff when you, when the students found out that, that was going to be the path? Did they seem overall happy, not so happy? How did they receive the, the news of that decision? I think it was mixed. Um, you know, we had students involved in this process. Okay. And we met with them monthly during that process and we're updating them on things and sharing information with them and getting feedback from them as well. And they had a voice in this whole process. So I would say overall the students um, – who were in tune to that and who this mattered to, um, they, they felt a, a sense of release, relief, some of them. Others were disappointed, you know, ones who, who were in that running for valedictorian um, and had made some of those choices, felt like they had gotten gypped or, you know, that things didn't pay off for them. Um, I, I would argue that it did pay off for them when they're getting into schools like Northwestern and Penn and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, our, our student population uh, was receptive to this change. Well, one question I do have is I, uh, I, have, I have young children myself and there's kind of the, the people that say that you're giving out ninth place trophies at, at soccer games and like the world doesn't necessarily reward that. Now, 
to those people that might come with a criticism like that to a decision like this, what, what is an answer to someone like that? Yeah, it, it, it was something that was a challenge for me myself to wrap my head around. I'm an extremely competitive person. I'm a former college athlete. And it's, uh, you know, when I think about my own three kids, I want them to be super competitive because I think that helps you get ahead in, in society. But as we, we looked at this from all different angles, we found that it wasn't a level playing field. You know, you don't go out and play a football game with only nine players and the other team has 12. It's all equal. Well, when you're looking at kids who were taking college courses during the summer, um, kids who were taking AP and instead of doing band, they had an advantage over, the, over other students. And so when, when we looked at that, that was my argument was it's not a level playing field. Um, we want students to run their own race. And yeah, it does look like from the outside that you're, you're doing a participation trophy or uh, a ninth place soccer trophy, like you suggested. Um, I don't see it that way. We still have a very small selective group of students who earn the highest honor of summa cum laude, uh, since we're using the Latin honor system. And then, yes, we do have a, a number of students who earned magna cum laude and cum laude who typically wouldn't be recognized. And in my opinion, I feel like we're recognizing kids who have run their own race, have accomplished a great feat in a school that we feel is pretty high achieving, um, that maybe is something that they're able to put on their resume as they're going for a college application. Now, as a, as a former athlete, or maybe current athlete still, but a, <laughs> a athlete regardless, uh, kind of talking about taking classes over the summer and sacrificing this and that, it kind of sounds like that's not like unlike what an athlete might do, take extra uh, classes or practice in the summer or get up early before school or do all these other, other things as well to become the kind of the, the top tier athlete of what they can because it feels great, but it's an awful lot of hard work involved in that too. And so it kind of sounds similar to that. Uh, thoughts, take on that, because like talking about people trying to game the system and cutting out things that they might want to do otherwise uh, kind of sounds like what a, what a lot of the how a lot of life works. People that say that. Sure. Sure. And I, and I agree with you. Um, and again, my, my argument to that would be that, yeah, you do have kids who are, are choosing to um, take classes in the summer, get up early and go to a college campus. Um, maybe there's, there's kids who um, don't have that opportunity because they don't have, um, transportation in the summertime, or maybe they have to work a summer job and they can't do all these things. You, you know, you can't serve multiple masters. Mm -hmm. so they have to, at some point, make some decisions in, in terms of what they're going to do and whether they're going to pursue academics at the highest level, athletics at the highest level, if they've got to work to support people at home or, or support themselves. Um, I, we just felt as a, as a group, of staff, of students, of parents, of community members, that we didn't want to place a number on a kid um, based on a whole host of factors that are sometimes outside of their control. All right. Well, that's a, that's a good talk for today. Steve, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk to me about this. And everyone else out there, thank you for listening and watching.